Welcome to the Daddyhood Rocks podcast with John Wolford and Brandon Miller. We are here to encourage you, empower you, and strengthen you so you can engage, level up, and have fun being a dad. We are going to have guests, deep conversations, hilarious stories, and insights that will give you the strength you need so you can be the dad you gotta be. And now, here are your hosts, John Wolford and Brandon Miller. We are live. Welcome to another episode of the Daddyhood Rocks podcast. Uh, we are here live, and we are alive. John, how are you feeling? You feel alive? I, I feel alive. I, You know, you said the Daddyhood Rocks podcast. You need to add, like, slash live show. I, I don't know. We need to come up with something. We do. We do. Now, okay, so here's here's what we're going to kick off with. So, John, our last week, uh, last week's live episode, uh, you were frozen for the entire time. So that makes me think of Elsa. So, John, talk to me about, oh, hi, Kara. Kara Christine, we have a fan in the house. Isn't that nice? She She's kind of a special case of a fan, too. <laughs> I mean, she kind of has to be a fan, right? <laughs> yes, and she literally is in the house. <laughs> yeah. your house to be clear yeah yes yes uh, i i hope so so that's good all right and there so she is. Is. <laughs> yes <laughs> making making an appearance wonderful all right we're we're okay here we're we're good all right so so last week you went disney on us and you turned into frozen yes. so let's talk about disney dads Disney dads. Disney dads. We kind of touched on, you know, movie dads and TV dads last week, but just for a moment, who would you say is the best Disney dad, whether it's live action or, or animation? Anyone else mm. listening to can chime in. Best Disney dad. I mean, I think everybody has to go the Lion King initially, right? Like, that's just the go-to. Like, You have to go Lion King, but gosh, I don't know. So, see, here's the thing is, I don't watch a lot of TV. We talked about TV. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of movies either. So, I I struggle with these, like, comparisons because I just, I'm uncultured swine. I don't know what you want me to say. I want you to say that you are uncultured swine. No, well, kidding. you got it. <laughs> All right. no, no. So, now, here here is a very unpopular opinion. Here we are talking about Disney dads. Okay. So, I'm almost afraid of the backlash of saying this. I am not a fan of The Lion King. Oh, man. I mean, everyone loves it. It just never really sank its teeth into my imagination. So, Well, I... I will pray for you. Um, Thank hopefully you. Thank you see the light. You come around. I would hate for you to say <laughs> such blasphemous words and damn yourself for all eternity. So, because <laughs> I'm anti Lion King. Yes. Yes. Okay. Man. So Kara chimes in with best Disney dad. Hmm. How about father figure, the troll in Frozen? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, those trolls are pretty awesome. All right, the so, trolls are awesome. 
All right. Oh, I almost blocked your dad. Sorry. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Drew. The brain can't cuddle off tonight. <laughs> no more comments from your peanut gallery. All right. So for those who are jumping in, welcome to the Daddyhood Rocks podcast, a live version. Uh, and so we, this is Daddyhood Rocks on Ice. Uh, we're on this floating ice skating rink in both of our, our town. No, I'm just kidding. That's kind of dorky. But uh, hi, Brenda Wolford. Where in the world did you learn the term uncultured swine? Hmm, mother. Hi, mother. Yes. Well, welcome, mother. Glad you're here. Um, so we're talking about Disney dads, and a.k.a. father figures. Who is the best Disney dad? Uh, and that's not the official uh, award for tonight. But just talking about who who's, who are some good Disney dads. So let's see. And I, you know, I I, I can't feel the love, but just not for uh, <laughs> Lion King. Sorry, <laughs> I, I feel so. Uh, you know, I, I feel free being able to get that off my chest. But uh, well, you still, I I just don't know how you could say such a thing. I really don't understand. Now, I will say there are. Geppetto's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. I like that. Marlin's a good one. Um, gosh, I I think of uh, I'm thinking. I am thinking. Uh, is it Baloo? Does that does that sound um, right? Jungle Book. Ba- yeah, Baloo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that's a good father figure, right? I I think so. I mean, maybe. Maybe, you know, maybe slightly, uh, you know, careless, but uh, not too bad. Geppetto from uh, from Pinocchio. I like that one, Dennis. Uh, welcome. Glad you're here. And uh, let's see. What are some other good Disney dads? Um, let's see. I don't know. Let's see. Disney dads are probably why so many. Ooh. Kara has. A point. Ooh, Disney dads are probably why so many Disney princesses are the way they are. Ariel? Sounds like a, a rival podcast in the making. Kara <laughs> <laughs> is going to start a podcast on on uh, di- like the Disney princesses of, of you know, I, I have no idea. Kara, what kind of uh, podcast are you going to start there? I don't know. We shall see. But, okay. So, so we, we have some, some thoughts here. We have Geppetto. We have uh, Marlon from Finding Nemo. Um, so we, we have a lot of uh, good possibilities. Mufasa from that lion movie, um, so forth. So you, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. That's the main thing. But uh, so, John, what are some other things that, just moving away from TV and movies, since that's really not our thing, uh, we've we've made that clear. We don't watch a lot of movies. We don't watch a, a lot of TV between the two of us, which is really kind of entertaining. But uh, what are what are some other just dad topics, John, that are floating around in your head just over the last week or so? Well, I mean, let's face it. I've kind of had an interesting week closing on a house and taking my licensure exam. So, I mean, we can talk about uh, the craziness of just life as it is, Um, you know, how dads are able to handle all these things coming their way. Um, It it seems like I'm so distracted by my father's comments. I'm going to turn off the comments 
because he just keeps going and it doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your your dad's awesome. Let him let him let him let him chatter. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna let him chatter, but I get so distracted by it. Um, <laughs> speaking of things flying your way, my dad's comments are flying my way, and I can't keep up. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, you know, Drew, nicely done, well played, man. Well, yeah, this has been a, a very busy, very stress-filled, important week for you at the the Wolford Manor or the Wolford Ranch or the you know wherever you live. But uh, yeah, I mean, a couple of big things that are uh, unfolding this week. So, um, as a dad, how did you juggle the stress of that, the 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 actual events, the closing, and then taking the NCLEX exam, but still trying to to keep first things first. How did you do it? Uh, very poorly. I mean, we're we're open and honest on our show, and so let's be open and honest. I've been stressed. I've been short. I've not been A plus dad. Okay, I'm short. I'm just short, but <laughs> I haven't been A plus dad this week. And so, um, you know, I think as dads, we need to. Um, focus on I really shouldn't have turned those comments back on when I saw that there were three more comments because my dad's cracker box comment uh, <laughs> um you know I I think as dads we need to learn how to handle those situations and I I even messaged you at one point this week I uh I'm not coping well I, I need to cope better um because uh, so for those of you that don't know the NCLEX you take your exam and then you have up to six weeks before you can even find out your results. And I am stressing. I like, I want my license number. I want to call it good. You know, life is life will be good once I get my license number. And it's just not, that's not how it is. Um, and so I even messaged Brandon this week and I'm like, I need to cope better because man, I've been short with my wife. I've been short with my kids. It's just been a rough week. And so I, I think as dads, that's where we can, um, lean on our wives and um, let them kind of coach us because they have more emotional discipline than we do, I think, as men. I, I, we've talked about that before as well. Uh, just the, there, so there are single moms, there are single dads, and, and both, when they're on their A-games, uh, <laughs> when, when they're on their A-games, they are able to get the, the job done but when a dad and a mom are tag team champions and they support each other and they parent well, man, that that's a, a thing of beauty. And, uh, man, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, in life, you do what you got to do. And if that means, you know, trying to work through and be, you know, a single parent, man, that is not easy to do. I've, I've, I've witnessed that with my own eyes. Uh, and, and I talk to single parents all the time, not easy, but sometimes it's necessary. Um, yeah. but, uh, but I think you're right. So there, there are going to be some weeks where we are not on our a game. We're not a plus dad. Um, whoever is listening, um, what are some, some things that, uh, help you when you are not on your a game? What are some things that you do to try to, uh, kind of write the ship? try to uh, course correct. John, while, while we're letting our listeners chime in on that, what are some things that you do that kind of kind of get you back on the right track? 
so I have this podcast. Oh, I don't know it? if anybody's heard. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's heard about it, but <laughs> I have this podcast that I call my therapy. So, <laughs> oh, great. Mom has no control over my father. Nobody has control over my father. We'll get into that later. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, you know, we've talked about it before. Our, our podcast is therapy for both of us. Um, yeah. And in a lot of re- respects in different ways, you know, um, for, for instance, you get a lot out of the editing and the producing of the podcast, mm-hmm. and I get a lot out of yapping my gums endlessly. And then I do my best to make you laugh all the time because I'm the court jester. Right, right. Something like that. Yes. <laughs> all right, big boy. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Man. It's so I don't know if you recall this conversation with uh, Tito Carrillo. Uh, during one of our uh, early episodes. And one thing they talked about as far as, so even if you don't have a lot of time, he talked about even if it's just uh, carving out 10 minutes a day to go hang out with one of your children, um, do it. And so he talked about quality time uh, and just time. And sometimes that's all it really takes. Um, for example, so my youngest, our youngest, uh, AJ is six and he is so much a a shared experience person. And I, I love, so for him, uh, actually both sons there, there's a a game they have on their tablets, Jurassic world. And I've downloaded it on my phone. I'm not a fan of games, you know, always, but when AJ hears me turn on the game while he's playing his game. And he'll, his eyes will light up. Daddy, you're playing too? And so just the, the shared experience. that mm-hmm. It's a time thing. Uh, and spending time with him. And, uh, and so that's, that's pretty special. So, John, even though you said you weren't on, on your A game this week, what is one thing that you did this week as far as time goes? How do you spend your time with your kids? That was a positive thing this week. You know, you, you, as you were kind of talking about that, I, my mind flashed back to about mm, seven hours ago when my oldest stepdaughter yelled from her room. She goes, dad, which that's, that's still a work in progress as it is. It it was always, you know, John and slowly it's becoming dad. And um, so she said, dad, and I'm like, okay, she's going to ask me for something because she called me dad. I know that much. Um, but she said, uh, Dad, will you play dominoes with me? And I'll be honest, neither one of us know how to actually play dominoes. <laughs> we, we, we match up the number on the dominoes and we call it good. We just snake it around until, you know, we both run out of little dominoes. But uh, we, you know, that, that was a no-brainer for me. I mean, I, I, I said, hey, let's wait until the babies go to sleep so they're not, you know, eating dominoes. But we had a blast. We, we played dominoes. We did like a hot potato game with a (laughs) little ball that we had, like just little things like that. And normally, you know, Tuesday night, uh, I have my boys every Tuesday night and, um, you know, we're all running around the yard playing tag in the middle of the front yard, just having fun doing that playing freeze tag, things like that. You know, it doesn't have to be, 
anything special. You don't have to be spending money to have fun with your kids. You know, I, we do the simplest things around here. We've got a big family. It's impossible to take all of us out frequently to have fun. Why do that anyway, when you can have fun here at home for no money? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, just like, you know, we've, we've spoken to other dads who have large families as well. And you got to get creative uh, or else you're going to break the bank. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, so Kara, she's jumping in with have to look up the rules for chicken foot or Mexican train. I play that with my grandma all the time. Sometimes we could take, uh, talk to my, talk to my, talk my grandfather into playing too. That's cool. And that, that's one of my early, so maybe a segue in a moment. Um, I, I really, I think this is cool. I, I don't, I never really knew my grandparents. Um, but one memory I do have of my dad's mom. Uh, so she lived about four and a half, five hours away from us for a time. Then she moved closer. But she was living with her fourth husband at the time. She outlived four husbands. And, wow. uh, and so uh, she, and nothing, nothing criminal happened, I assure you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Carol's my grandma. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, no. But uh, so one memory I do have is, uh, so we, when we were there uh, at her place with her, uh, she and her husband, we, we all played, and I was pretty young. We played Mexican train with dominoes and, uh, and then uh, we switched and, and played chicken foot. And, uh, and so, uh, that was really one of those special memories. And it's those games that, that quality time that will lock into a kid's memory, mm-hmm. um, whether it's with grandparents, whether it's with your own children. And, uh, and so, so yeah, I, that's really cool that you, and your oldest uh, stepdaughter were able to, to play some dominoes. Uh, so, John, I am going to shift for a moment. Because uh, last week, we didn't talk too much about grandparents at all. Mm. And and so, for me, one of my biggest uh, things that I am passionate about is family history research. And so, after the fact, I've been getting to know my grandparents and my great-grandparents and my great-greats. Fascinating, weird people. But I love them uh, after the fact. Um, but grandparents, sometimes they have to step up to be kind of a, uh, you know, step in to be a parent or, uh, you know, thinking of, of Coach Mike Lightfoot and relishing the, the grandparent role. Uh, and, and just grandparents are, are just amazing people. I'm thinking of uh, my, my wife's uh, sets of parents and how they interact with our boys. Grandparents are absolutely necessary. And they enrich the lives of, of, of their grandchildren. So I know that uh, grandparents play a special role for you. What, what, what are some grandparent memories of yours that are worth sharing, John? So um, let's be clear. I'm not going to cry this episode. We're still tied at 1-1 for crying. We're, we're going to keep right. it one, one tonight and stay, it's going to remain tied. No. Um, so pretty much everybody that knows me for more than 10 minutes knows that my grandfather was like my best friend. And I, I love my dad who is here commenting and making me laugh. My, my dad was, and you know, he wasn't just a dad growing up. He was a dad. He was a, he was a friend too. Um, but man, my, my my grandpa was just a special character. There there aren't my uncle and I actually talked about this a couple weeks ago over the phone, which 
that was a three hour conversation because my uncle doesn't stop. But uh, we um, we talked about how there just there aren't people built like my grandpa that it just doesn't happen. The calm, cool, collected, but still firm and um, strict. And, you know, he he would guide you through any situation. I, I, I don't even know how to describe who my grandpa was because there's just nobody um, built like my grandpa. And so I just remember my, my grandma and my parents eventually will probably be watching this with my grandma. So grandma, I love you before I say this, my grandma can be hysterical sometimes. And my grandfather would just sit there and he would, it would always be a, okay. Okay. And he would just take it on the chin and then he would, you know, move along with, with his day. And, and, <laughs> but by golly, I tell you what, every once in a while he, he'd give a sheesh <laughs> and it would just crack me up. Now he would give that sheesh and it would be okay. But uh, I would give that sheesh and I better never say anything about his wife again. That's his wife. And you better remember that that's his wife. You don't say anything about his wife. Um, so that's one memory. I just remember how much he adored my grandma and just loves her to bits and pieces. And just this, like my dad said, silent giant type of love for my grandma. Um, and then another one. Uh, so he played on the first Bethel, then college, basketball team in the 1950s. Wow. Late 1950s. Um, there's actually a picture of him in the uh, administration building at the, at the very front of campus in his number three jersey um, with the rest of his basketball team. And you can pick my grandpa out in any picture. He, he didn't change a bit. Um, and he, we had this, like, six-foot plastic basketball hoop, you know, that you, kids grow up with. And that man had no problem dunking over me. Um, but interestingly, he lost his right thumb in a car accident in 1990. And so he never relearned how to shoot a basketball overhanded. So that man would whoop my butt granny shot in the ball all day. <laughs> <laughs> and no matter how good I got, that man was a better shooter with a granny shot than I was overhanded until probably the day he died if we would have continued playing basketball together. So those are the two huge memories I have of, of Grandpa. Oh, I love it. I love it. So I know that for Kara, uh, grandparents also played a very special role in her life. So Memorial Day, I remember my grandfather's stories of D-Day and being overseas during World War II. It was such a blessing uh, to be with him. And for a few years, he blessed my classmates in history classes throughout high school with his stories. That's incredibly cool. Very cool. Uh, so again, welcome whoever is uh, joining us. We're talking about grandparents here on Daddyhood Rocks, the live version. And so, uh, so Kara, thank you for, for sharing about uh, your grandfather there. And uh, okay, let's see here. So, so John, this is for you. <laughs> oh, your grandfather reminds me of my gram. Four <laughs> square, she held nothing back. It, yeah. Well, to be fair, Kara, I think you're. A, I never met your your gram, but I think you're a lot like her. 
pretty feisty and competitive. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, very yeah. cool. My my grandpa, it was it was kind of funny because it didn't just stop at basketball. He also had to go through physical therapy after this car accident in 1990. And the man had a grip like none other. And he would dig that stub of a right thumb into your hand when he would grab your hand. And he loved doing that because he knew that you couldn't let go. If you tried to let go, he'd just break your hand. So you had to keep squeezing. And, yeah, that uh, that sounds sounds a lot like him oh that's that's awesome very cool um yeah i so my mom's dad i never met him he died uh, about three years before i was born um and again i've said this before on episodes i come from a long line of bootlegging hillbillies uh from the hills of virginia at least on my mom's side there and so in the in the great depression in these hills of, of appalachia they they didn't have much at all barely scraped by they made moonshine uh, on my, my, my mom's side of the family. Uh, they were bootleggers, uh, but also they were musicians. And, and they, so my grandpa, uh, he could play almost anything, whether it was the fiddle, the guitar, harmonica, the, the horn, whatever. And so they would spend their time sitting on their porches playing music, uh, just, uh, just jamming together. Uh, it, it was kind of a, a community sort of thing. Uh, just your, get your neighbors, get your cousins showing up. Let's let's play. Well, while we drink our moonshine or whatever it was. And so, seeing that, and and also knowing that that from what I've gathered through stories, that my grandpa was a peacekeeper. That uh, I mean, he he had uh, his faults. He had his his uh, his own skeletons in the closet, um, namely the moonshine. Uh, it, it really ultimately led to his demise. But he was a loving. Uh, loving dad and he loved music and uh and so my mom even though she hardly knew uh her her dad my grandfather because she was shipped off to uh colorado uh to live with an uncle and an aunt and that's another story for another time but my mom grew up being uh, her biggest passion in life was was music she played the piano she sang and uh, that comes directly i think through just those <laughs> those music genes that came from those uh, front porches in, in the hills of, of Virginia. And so love that music uh, came through that part of uh, my, my grandparents' line. And then another thing that is really special to me is, um, so if I could, I'm looking out my dining room window, and um, if I could see, if it was sunlight, I could see my garden. And now I, I, I like to garden. Am I good at it? I don't know yet. It remains to be seen. Uh, things are growing, so that's good. But I come on my dad's side. I come from uh, a whole bunch of farmers. My my dad, my grandpa, just being able to to plant stuff and you know click their heels three times and things grow magically. And so so far things are growing. I'm really excited to see what happens with that. But uh, between gardening, camping, fishing, things that I knew that my grandfather on my dad's side, who also I'm I've never met, uh, being able to kind of carry on that that I picked up from my dad. So I uh, love honoring my my grandfather's. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, after the fact, after they've they've passed. But uh, any other grandparent stories, John? Yeah, as I uh, try and fix my camera here, because it looks like I'm frozen oh, again. You are frozen. Let <laughs> it go. Let it go. Um, so, you know, one thing that I got to witness, um, both sadly and beautifully, just within the last few months, um, is the relationship that my wife had with her grandma, 
um, largely because of the relationship she had with her grandpa, uh, her husband. Uh, they, first of all, my wife's love of music is huge, and that comes from her grandpa. Um, and at her grandma's funeral, uh, just within the last few months here, they actually played her grandfather singing His Eyes on the Sparrow, which is a hymn for those of you that don't know. Um, it's a beautiful hymn, and um, Chelsea and her grandfather actually sang this together in church previously, mm. and then they played him singing it at um, her grandmother's uh, funeral. And sorry, I had to keep everybody's name straight there. Um, but being able to see not just Chelsea either, uh, her brother, sister, um, her cousins, all of them were just, it, it was like a snap it t taken back to grandpa's voice. And it, it was almost like they could envision grandpa singing this song, remembering him singing this song. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's a sad time because, you know, grandma's gone and that's kind of the last piece obviously of her, but also of him too, that remained. Um, but being able to see and sit with all these uh, cousins who were just instantly snapped back to, you know, 15 years ago where grandpa singing this song, it was just such a really, it, it was a really neat opportunity um, to be there for that, that little moment in time where everybody just remember, Oh yeah, that's grandpa. That's grandpa's voice. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, John. Talking about grandparents. Now, one thing. So, um, you know, obviously, I won't go into many details at all. But um, I, I I speak to lots of people about relationships of all sorts. And uh, speaking to uh, uh, a young man about a relationship that is supposed to be important, and that's with his dad. And just. Hello. Hello. You, hello. You, you hear me? You live. I, I'm alive. Wonderful. I froze. Hey, Dennis Day, DDJ is in the house. All right. So, so John, I can't uh, see you, but can you hear and, and see me? I can hear and see you. Can you hear and, see, and not see me? No, I can see you. No, I mean, no, I can hear you, but I can't see. But that's okay. Um, so I, I'll just imagine your your beautiful face, and uh, I'll laugh, and I mean, then we'll go on. Um, yes, yes, definitely laugh. Thank you, thank you. Um, so th this conversation I had uh, was really eye opening. Uh, so uh, th the bottom line story is this: it's important to hug your kids. The last time that this uh, young man remembered hugging his dad was when he left for college. Prior to that, he didn't remember the last time his dad hugged him. Um, and that, that really uh, broke my heart thinking of that. Mm. Um, and, you know, dads and sons, dads and daughters will, will have different types of relationships, different levels of affection. And I get that for sure. Um, but I'd say this as a dad, even if you are not an overly affectionate individual and don't forget to hug your kids um, that we're, we're meant for human connection and physical connection as well. So 
So, so not just a, uh, a you know, kind of a, uh, a polite little, you know, side hug or whatever, man, give your kids hugs, let them know that you are there and that, that they belong with you and that they're safe. Um, I think that's the biggest thing, just letting your kids know that even on your A game, that, uh, uh, that you are there for them, you're in their corner, you got their back and that you love them and that they're safe with you. And so I think hugs help do that. So, all right. My sister Patty's in the house, or at least she's in the apartment. Uh, so, so glad, uh, so very glad that you are here, Patty. And uh, Kara, yes, that is exactly why I, I asked the boys for hugs on the way up to bed. Uh, when I tucked them in, definitely wanted to uh, to kind of let them uh, kind of have that in the, the backs of their minds. That I'm I'm with them, I got them, I'm, I've, got, I've got their backs, that sort of thing. So. So, yeah. All right. And Drew, absolutely. Hugs, not drugs. I mean, uh, unless it's melatonin, which it really isn't you know, a drug anyway. But, you know, when you <laughs> use a lot of melatonin for your children, please do. <laughs> it does, does wonders when you put them to bed. So, John, John, you're not frozen anymore. Welcome back. So Thanks. Thanks. Little little troubleshooting over here on my end. And Ooh. I'm back for the time being. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so... Uh, so yeah, we so far for so DDJ and for for Patty and anyone else who is here. Um, so we've covered a variety of topics. Uh, so we talked about uh, Disney dads. Uh, we haven't voted on anything yet. We last week we did a, a Daddy Had Rock's Father of the Year thing for movies and TV. No voting yet, um, at least as of now. Talked about grandparents, and uh, then we talked about um, hugs. That sort of thing. So, John, what else has come to mind for you as far as daddyhood goes? Um, well, I want to kind of speak to something DDJ said. Um, it's been a big adjustment for me trying to get used to things. Yes, absolutely. Being a dad is so difficult when you have injuries. Um, oh, yeah. Don't feel bad, though. Um you you have to recover so that you can continue being a good dad after after rehab. Um, because if, if you don't take this time to get better, then you're you're never going to be able to do those things. So don't feel bad taking that time for yourself, Dennis. Uh, we love you. We're praying for you. We're rooting you on, um, and it's going to be in the rearview mirror in no time. <laughs> and that's awesome. And yeah. Uh, DDJ, I know that, uh, yeah, the road to recovery with your knee surgery, not an exciting, fun thing, but man, you're, you're on your way there. So, uh, so hang in there, dude. And, uh, yeah, that means you get to hang out with us more, which is great. So fantastic. It's, it's our, it's our, our victory there. So you bet. So, um, any other fatherhood, daddyhood items that we want to touch on? What I are, mean, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. You said, oh. Oh, so, and this could really touch on any category, but I remember, so we're talking about items for dads. I remember when we were expecting our first. So when Xander was still a bun in the oven, um, I remember walking through, might have, is one of the, one of the big box stores, but looking for, for stuff, you know, you know, like the diaper bags and the, this and that, the stroller system, which was really cool. Um, thanks, Dennis. Thank you, DDJ. I love it. Um, so I remember getting so excited. There's a company uh, called uh, 
Oh wait, I'm I'm drawing. So there was a diaper. It was a, the diaper dude, and so there was this diaper bag meant for dads, and that was uh, an epiphany for me. It's like, wait a second. I I've always gotten this picture from society and from TV and all that that dads are you know they're kind of you know in the back seat sort of and they don't really I and mean, they just are along for the ride. And yet I knew for me I wanted to be all in. Um, not that I was excited about changing diapers, but uh, just again trying to aim for achieving that uh, tag team champion status uh, that Karen and I love to arrive at. We don't always get there, but I knew that I didn't seeing it displayed in front of me where, where uh, it's just one parent who's really pulling all their weight and the other parent who's not doing much. I knew that that's not what I wanted in our parenting journey. So mm. for me seeing the diaper dude, diaper bag, um, I, you know, like I almost did a cartwheel there in the store. Like I want this thing. I want to be all in. <laughs> and, uh, and so what are some other dad items, not necessarily just for babies, but for other things, what are some items, whether it's other people who, uh, <laughs> Drew, I, I threw up when John was born. I was so excited. <laughs> that is true. It was a, a Parkview burger. If I, I, I believe, Dad, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was a Parkview burger uh, that he threw up because he was so excited. Um, yeah. Well, what are some other items that have made daddyhood easier or better or more enjoyable for you? Well, I'll tell you what. Okay, so there is an item that I have never had that I absolutely wanted so bad and i can't even remember what it, it's like called tactical dad or something like that so i'm an army veteran and it's the most ridiculous thing in the world but it's a, a baby carrier and it looks like um the outside of body armor i mean it's got molly hookups and everything and like you can slap some some motivational um uh gosh velcro like velcro patches on it and like it's the most ridiculous thing, but I always wanted one of those tactical baby carriers because I could just imagine myself <laughs> hanging like, hanging like, uh, you know, hand sanitizer from it and a sippy cup from it and, you know, all this stuff, just carrying it around with the baby inside. So that that's one thing that I always wanted, but never got. But one thing that I absolutely love is boogie wipes. They are wipes specifically for babies, boogers. And they are the best things in the world. They work great. Um, we use them. We've got um, we got a few packages of them. Uh, when we found out we were having twins, we got a few packages of them, and we absolutely love boogie wipes. Um, Diaper genie. So I, Diaper genie and I fight. Diaper genie and I don't get along very well. Um, <laughs> I can picture that. Diaper genie and the snake of diapers and I just don't get along very well. First of all, when you have a when you have twins, diaper genie just goes out the window. You either need two diaper genies or just don't get a diaper genie at all. We made the mistake and we were either taking it out daily or um, weren't taking it out enough and um it got overfilled and exploded on us so okay. <laughs> uh if you're having twins i suggest two diaper genies or just get a trash can from walmart like we did and life is grand man now the reason why ddj enjoys the diaper genie 
I've seen video of this with the, the diaper snake. He would actually pull it out and like jump rope with it. And then he would cuddle with it as he fell asleep at night. Just amazing, you know, to each his own. So DDJ, you know, sorry for letting your, your news out, dude. But uh, now speaking of boogers, so now the concept at first glance is disgusting, but this thing was amazing when it comes to boogers, baby boogers, mm. the nose Frida. So yep. it's, so it, there's a filter, so there's no risk of getting this, you know, uh, getting baby slime in your face. Um, but, uh, uh, well, no, I'm afraid. <laughs> Here <All right>. she comes. <laughs> she got me. She got me, DDJ. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so you'd put one end in the nostril and the other end you'd, you'd suck through like a straw and it was effective. It would get the, them old boogers out really well. Hey, John, you are, you're frozen in, in this, uh, Laugh face. Let me get a picture of this. <laughs> I'm this frozen. Is... I'm frozen in Jabba the Hutt's laugh. In <laughs> <laughs> all right, that, that's just that's classic. That's going on the Facebook page. All right. Oh, Drew, I rubbed a diaper genie for years, and no genie came out. Oh, I'm sure something else came out. <laughs> no wishes for you. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. All right. Yeah, he did look like the Joker, didn't he? All right. All right, DDJ. Did you are you are you happy now? Uh, did Did you see Kara assault me? Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> but uh, all right. Okay. What other items make daddyhood easier or better or more enjoyable? What What has been good? I mean. I think even so they they tell you not to hang things from the uh, car seat. And I agree with that. However, uh, when your kids are faced to the rear, I love the mirrors that you can get anywhere, really anywhere in the store. But I think um, being able to see them is one, a safety thing. Um, and two, it is so much fun to watch them either so ticked off or so peaceful, you get one or the other. It's never in between. Um, but yeah, so so ticked off at, at just life and being in their car seat, or so peaceful, it uh, truly, truly makes my day. Yeah, absolutely. And so a couple of things here. So, oh, John, you're moving again. So you have stopped the uh, Elsa thing. So good. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, so, I figured out the trick. So I'm just going to keep doing the trick over and over again until it decides right. it wants to cooperate. All right. Fantastic. Uh, so king size bed. So uh, for for <laughs> daddyhood more enjoyable, but also uh, when you have kids that try to crawl into bed with you, like Velcro kids. Uh, so, so here's what we've done because uh, I mean, we, we've put our foot down several different times and that you, just, especially during COVID, it's been really hard to, you know, when, when, when there's uh, deep heartfelt difficulties for our boys. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so, so when I want to sleep in our room, you know, we want to make it work, work out for everybody. So we uh, got two of our camping cots out and for a while that worked really well. But then uh, our oldest Xander really wanted to become Velcro son. And so, uh, I can't imagine not having a king size bed because I, I, I flop when I sleep. I mean, I'm all over the place. 
And, uh, and so if we had a queen size, uh, more than likely I'd be on the floor or Xander would be a pancake. Uh, so uh, king size bed is great. Um, and so Patty, thank you. Let me, let me show this. So Patty, my sister, I love the way you both are so into daddyhood and all parenting requires, including baby boogers and diaper changes and dilemmas. Yes. Delightful, yes. isn't it? I, li I like your alliteration there, Patty. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, um, I'm trying to think. So, so John, not too many people, not too many parents, let alone dads go into this dark, scary realm. I want to see if you ever did with your six children. Did you ever do cloth diapering? No, no. I, uh, <laughs> I, no. It, it would not happen ever. I, it wasn't even a thought. Like, we didn't even think about thinking about it. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> we are not doing that. There's no way. Um, now, with that said, I greatly respect the parents who take the time to do that because that's amazing great for the environment, you know, you, you launder it in your own stuff, you know, what's on the cloth, etc. Like good for you, but no. <laughs> well, just so you know, we would launder them separately. Uh, so they, they got their own wash. Uh, but we, for Xander, at least uh, we, we did cloth diapers and for, you know, you have to get into a routine. But actually, it, it worked really, really, really well. And as far as uh, uh, fit and everything else and mm -hmm. the cost effectiveness, it was great. Now, with our second, with AJ, uh, we, I think right off the bat, I think, or maybe shortly thereafter, uh, we went to, to regular uh, disposable diapers. But, uh, man, I, I, I'd be willing to go to bat for any, whether, you know, we, love, we use Bum Genius and Fantastic. Um, and they're always like reinventing themselves, making things better. But it was actually, for the most part, a very good experience, cloth diapering. Um, let's see. So, so what did your dad say here? Occasionally, John and his sister would sleep on either side of our full-size bed on the floor. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. It's true. My mom had – now, my dad's side wasn't nearly as comfortable – um, so my sister and I would jockey for position. In fact, um, <laughs> I distinctly remember having a fight before we even went in there one night, um, because I was taking mom's side cause she had her favorite animals, a panda, and she had this ridiculous amount of stuffed pandas on the floor by her bed. And they were stacked neatly most of the time. Um, but it was so comfy to lay on. And so my sister and I would fight over, over the pandas because my dad's side was just the hard floor. Nobody wants that. So, um, yes, we would, we would fight over mom's side of the bed. Um, specifically before I learned to love storms, um, I, uh, I, we would fight over that side of the bed when when storms happened uh, as little kids as well. So, okay, yeah, that that that's another thing. We'll get to to that in just a moment uh, as far as storms go. Because there's a bunny trail there that I think is kind of actually pretty cool. But Dennis, I mean, you, the question was for Kara. She's pleading the fifth. And just so you know, um, you know, I I I, I do. The, uh, the disposable diapers. Thank you very much. So <laughs> punk. I love you, but you're a punk man. All right. All right. So I, 
So whenever, if you, oops, um, if you ever see this anywhere, that stands for come here so I can kick you. <laughs> and so it was really funny. That's been our inside joke, uh, BDJ and I. And, uh, and, but the thing is, you know how a lot of people go into Facebook jail and stuff. Um, he, he got put in face or he got at least, uh, his comments blocked because he was, he spelled it out. He said, come here so I can kick you. And, uh, and so I've, I, I transformed it into C H S I C K Y. And, uh, and so if you see that, know that we are with full intention of not kicking each other or we're threatening to kick each other. Uh, so. Great! Now our entire live is going to get deleted because you you, <laughs> you told the world Zuck's coming after you, buddy. <laughs> oh, Zuck, you just need a hug. That's all. <laughs> all right, all right. So, okay. Um, so one thing that was really cool. So, again, you know, dads, you, you take what you get from your parents and you you mix it around, synthesize it, you make it your own, and you try to give it your best shot to being your, your best possible dad. And that, that just goes from generation to generation. One thing that my dad did really well. Uh, so he, he is also a vet. Uh, he was in the Korean war. He was in the Vietnam war. And, uh, and so me and my friends and my brother, we, we love playing army. So I remember one of my most exciting moments. Uh, he, uh, he had some of his, uh, some camo stuff that, uh, he said, you know what? I'm not going to wear this again. You're welcome to use this to play in. And so my mom hemmed it up and everything. And, uh, and so uh, I'm with, with pride, I would, you know, wear that, you know, playing army with my friends and stuff. And dad would, you know, just out of plywood would cut out shapes of, you know, of guns and stuff. And uh, that was pretty cool. So he, he did, he took what he was able to do and he gave it to, gave it to, uh, to my, my brother and I, and uh and now I, I can't really see so my my two sisters are uh older than than my brother and i i'm not gonna say how much older uh they're they're in their late 20s um <laughs> and uh and so uh, you know I, I i'm not sure what they what what dad did for you in that sense i can't really see dad you know cutting out uh plywood guns for for, for my sisters maybe they did but anyway um so just seeing him using what he was able to to, to enhance our lives. That was a pretty special thing. So for you, John, no pressure being that your parents are on tonight. <laughs> um, so so what are some things from your childhood that you remember that, that bring up some fondness as far as uh, some together activities, some things that, that uh, your dad was able to put on the table and say, you know, hey, let's do this thing together, whatever it was. You know, one thing that... Um... Uh, your sister actually said gardens. My dad loved gardening, and um, as much as I hated it, that was time together with dad. So um, I did every once in a while help out with gardening. Uh, but one thing that dad and I learned to love together um, were storms, actually. We talked about storms just a few minutes ago. Dad and I uh, started going, I don't know, I was probably right around hitting double digits for the first time ever, 10 10, 11, probably when he took me to my first little seminar and you learned how to be a storm spotter and call in, you know, different clouds to the National Weather Service and stuff like that. And um, so that was something that we always did together. And so you'd see dad and I, typical Midwestern white males uh, out on the front porch watching the storms. 
um, and watching for funnel clouds because, gall darn it, we wanted to see those funnel clouds. <laughs> so that's yeah. something that we've actually, we still um, kind of bond over. Oh, cool, you know, big storm coming in or every once in a while, send a radar. Look, look at this, you know. So, um, Dad, yeah, Dad and I like our storms for sure. Um, but one thing that was special about my dad is that he didn't necessarily enjoy any of the sports I played, but he always coached me in the sports I played. So he especially, especially dislikes baseball. And (laughs) he, uh, he coached just about every baseball team I was on in some, in some manner. He was, he was coaching or helping um hated um hated baseball uh with a passion the only reason he likes the montreal expos i believe is because we have a cousin that once played for the montreal expos and they don't even exist anymore and the man still says go expos so (laughs) um you know but that's one thing that was very special about my dad Uh, and one thing i'll always love him for is the fact that he wasn't a huge sports fan really um but always uh coached me in the sports that I loved and he did it because I loved them. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And uh, it, that's, I think that's a sign of a good dad right there. So yeah, so many dads and we even, I remember um, one of our guests talking about um, making sure that you, you don't just make your interests the only thing you expose your kids to you jump in and you, take on their interests as well you help develop that and nurture that and it seems like drew you did that for john so that's just awesome very cool and ddj i want to again i can't believe i'm like being so nice to you even though you had my wife hit me um <laughs> but tip of the cap to you and a tip of the cap to your dad and i know that his passing uh was super super hard for you dude and uh not not an easy thing at all but i love how you share here my dad used to take me to see my first few WWF shows. And that's one of the biggest things. That's one of your biggest passions. That's why you have your yeah. podcast uh, and so forth. And so, man, that, that your dad, even though it wasn't his most you know, treasured thing, I think it was important to him to, to foster that in you. So that's, that's super cool. And so, yeah, the continuation of that. My dad didn't really like wrestling, but he took me because I loved it. I miss him so much. Uh, that's, that's special, Dennis. So thank you for, for sharing that. And, uh, oh, wait. So as far as uh, Kara hitting me upside the head, I do it willingly. Mm. <laughs> and for the record, she volunteered to do it. I did not ask. I'm so, I'm surprised you didn't ask. Normally <laughs> you're you're on your phone like, hey, can you kick him for me? So anyway, so, man, I, I think dad's uh, parents are so important. Um, and we see just how... Uh, <laughs> <Kara>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm, we'll have words. No, um, man, parents are so important. No matter how what, no matter how they show up to the party. Um, let's see. Can you hear me, John? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All of a sudden, everything went quiet in my head. So <laughs> I don't hear the voices anymore. No, <laughs> but uh, man, I moms are dead. Mom, <laughs> moms are important, and moms are are key, and they have 
their roles that they just naturally gravitate toward. And, and then, then dads also, if they step up to the plate, they, they bring something that's not just nice. It's not just bonus, but it's vital too. Yes. And that's why we're doing our podcast, right? To encourage dads everywhere to, to engage and to level up and have fun being dads. So John, uh, so we have a little bit of time left. So looking forward to this summer, obviously, uh, getting in, into your new house that you guys just closed on um, with your family of well six kids plus the two of you, so family of eight. So you, you have math. a lot of, you know, I, I worked really hard on that. I practiced for days to make sure I got that addition correct. I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you're going to be getting used to the house. But apart from that, what are your summer plans to engage, to level up and have fun with your kids? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm going to put on my dresses so that I can connect better with my daughters. Um, might even add the high heels in. Um, fun story. And I think there's a picture somewhere that uh, I am in a dress, by the way. <laughs> um, but no, I, uh, it's, uh, you know, each of my kids, they're so unique. And... Um, we're finding this out as time has gone on, um, especially with Riley and Ella, who share a bedroom full time. They won't be doing it um, once we get in the new house, but uh, they're so unique and they're so different um, that it absolutely pains them to be together. It's <laughs> and so I I hope that now that I'm out of school. Now that I'm more focused on just doing my job, um, things like that, uh, I really hope that I can connect with each of my kids individually um, to find what, you know, their thing is. And I want to engage in that with them. So I know that one thing my oldest uh, stepdaughter loves is color guard. She loves mm. color guard. She was in a cadet guard program this spring. So if that means I'm going to be out there learning how to twirl a broomstick, by golly, watch me twirl a broomstick. Um, but I'm going to find each of my kids thing and I'm going to engage in that with them. I, I love that. I love that. Um, so I have some really dear friends who live in Ottawa, Illinois, and they, I think as far as modeling good parenting, uh, they, they've done that for me. So I got to know their, uh, their three kids, two sons and a daughter, seeing them go from being, you know, uh, elementary and middle school kids through high school. And now they're like level headed, smart, fun, humble adults. And just, they, uh, you know, through God's grace, uh, they've, they've, they've survived and they made it and they're awesome human beings. And, and so seeing how they were parented, Really, I, I I was mentally feverishly taking notes, um, and one of the things that was really important, as far as the dad goes, um, with all three of his kids during the week, and it wasn't every single week because sometimes just schedule wise it doesn't work out. He would take each kid on on a, on a date on just say, hey, it's it's me and you. Let's go grab some ice cream. Let's just hey, let, let's catch up. Let's talk about how your week's going. What are some victories? What are some things that are difficult right now? Um, what are some things ahead on your radar that might be looming? Um, how can I encourage you? And then just have fun together too, not just 
not just you know a, a teachable moment because if you turn everything into a teachable moment you're get, your kids are gonna you know get bored of that and and then turn out uh, turn off and turn out so so having fun leveling up and engaging and so uh, i've not so much a little bit here during covid palooza but prior to covid i was better at you know grabbing one of one of our sons and hey let, let's go uh, grab McDonald's and let's go sit somewhere and just chat and have have uh, some fun. Let's just uh, talk about some stuff. And uh, they they literally and figuratively ate it up, uh, just <laughs> having that that one on one attention and then just being able to to talk through things and knowing that it's I have to work really hard because sometimes you know I I respond with you know, a knee jerk reaction to things, but <laughs> working really hard to be a safe place because if they say something that is even remotely shocking or frustrating it's so easy for them to to catch that and to, and yeah. to make that decision decision in their head you know what dad is gonna overreact when i share something that's a little iffy and so you know what i'm not going to share it anymore and so making that decision right from the get-go you know what the good the bad and the ugly share it and i want to sit sit in it with you and let's talk through it and so I think uh, I've, I've begun that in different phases with my two sons. And I would love to continue on with that. Absolutely. Now, for those who have more children, you know, they, they could spend, you know, it could take a lot of time during a week. So it might have to be like a biweekly thing. I don't know. But certainly well worth uh, putting into your, your daily or, I mean, your, your weekly or biweekly schedule for sure. Yeah, I mean, and one thing that um, my wife actually suggested that I think we will be doing, um, regardless of just, um, or, you know, separate from just a daddyhood time, uh, my my wife suggested, hey, let's have one kid stay up an hour past bedtime during the summer, mm -hmm. um, and we get, they get that hour with us, and we can do whatever they want, you know, we can watch part of a movie, we can play a game, whatever, but let's spend that time and give them that time with us. And so I think that that is happening no matter what. Um, but from a daddyhood uh, standpoint, I want to engage deeper and I want to find, you know, their thing. Um, my boys, I know it's probably going to be Legos, but I'm going to dive into that, you know, feet first. And we're going to have a blast with <laughs> Legos. So literally feet first, you know, that's dangerous. That is very dangerous, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Well, very good. Um, man, so uh, now do you all camp? Uh, we don't. Now, I love camping. Um, I have always loved camping. Uh, I was a Boy Scout for a while. That's a separate story. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, I do. I love camping. I hope that uh, my family, I can I can take them out more and get them out into nature because I think there's just so much there to explore and so many great um, lessons to be learned in nature. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing that uh, so I know that my my grandpa, whom I never met, uh, would take his children, including my dad, they would go camping, and so that early on became something important to my dad. And that's one thing. While I was growing up, we'd go camping a lot as a family. Mm -hmm. And, and so then that's why I think that's one of my number one favorite things in all the world to do is to go camping. And the fact that our sons love camping uh, makes me so happy that that's been passed down through a handful of generations there. So, oh, 
Kara has a suggestion. There we go. Daddy Hood Rocks camping trip. Yes. I mean, yes. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, dude. We, we got to get that figured out. I think that would be an absolute blast. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so, Daddy Hood Rocks, again, we are barreling towards Father's Day and uh, going to close up shop for season one and then uh, figure out how to uh, make this train even faster and sleeker and smoother and just more enjoyable and improve things time for season two and it's just going to be uh, a wonderful season two as we uh, get ready for that one so um so john it's been an hour and five minutes um any other thoughts or comments or anything you want to throw on the table before we gently bring this thing to a close you know i i wish i had some but i think it's just it's been such a fun hour and five minutes or so um, you know, I think we've been able to explore a lot and, uh, with our fearless few here that uh, have stuck with us. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you for, I mean, yes, you're our family, so you have to love us. But thank you for loving us doing this, too. Um, you know, we, we appreciate it. We appreciate your support. We will forever love and cherish that support. So thank you. No. Yeah, it's. We, we wouldn't be able to do this without your support. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, we are deeply, deeply grateful for sure. So, John, real quick, I'm going to put you on the spot, just the same way that I put my clients on the spot. Crap, so is this a coffee order? <laughs> no. Actually, now that you said it, let me give you my coffee order. Don't write anything down that's cheating. All right. You know so, I looked at my pad of paper, too. I, I know. I know how you operate, dude. All right. Without writing anything down. So, can you barista? Here we go. My coffee order is this. Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black, but with two things of stevia and almond milk. Vanilla flavored. And shaken, not stirred. What's my coffee order? It's uh, Ryan Michelle. Hello. Black Rifle Coffee Company Coffee. You say black, but it's not really black. I didn't. It, well, got, it starts off that way. It starts off black. Okay, I'll give you that. And then you got two stevia and then vanilla flavored almond milk shaken, not stirred. There you go. Dude, if only this were an official Can You Barista, you would have won your first one. But good thing this was kind of like, you know, a practice run. So. Uh, it doesn't count. <laughs> it, it doesn't. So you're still a one too, buddy. Even though you did really good. I'm proud of you. Man. All right. Um, let's see. <laughs> you know my coffee order? None are in the trash. <laughs> well, he's wrong. <laughs> yes. All right. So my wife. Coffee with fresh ground beans. Two stevia packets. Splash oh, good. Kara. I mean, you you could you could make my coffee order with your eyes closed and one hand tied behind your back. Um, <laughs> so, and yes, this is a daddyhood victory. I'm mm, I'm so excited about this. So, both of our boys. So they could either do this together or one or the other. They know my coffee order. They know how to brew coffee and they know how to deliver coffee. So I'm very nice. Yeah, nice. I uh, see. I'm I'm a simple coffee drinker now. Before the army, 
I was a very picky coffee drinker and, you know, I had to have my frou-frou drinks. Um, I am a black coffee drinker now almost exclusively. Almost. So there's a room. There's a room for frou-frou. I still like my frou-frou drinks. Yes. I, I, I still, especially, okay, when, when you're working a 12-hour shift at a hospital and there's a Starbucks in the hospital... I don't like Starbucks coffee. I, I don't like their their coffee black, um, which is how I prefer coffee, black. I like to taste the roasted bean water, and it's great. Um, but uh, I do get my frou-frou drink when I, am, uh, when I am working a 12-hour shift in a hospital, and it's been an especially difficult day. Uh, you know, I won't, I won't give you too much grief for that, so... So Ryan, Lachelle, I know my wife's order. So go ahead and type it in just real quick. What is your wife's coffee order? Go for it. 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 64, 7, 6, 5, 73, 4, 3, Caramel Macchiato. Okay. okay. Nicely done. Barely beat the buzzer. Nicely done. All right. So, so the pressure's on. What's my order, Brandon? Black coffee, but with the except, you know, an occasional, whether it's a stevia packet or a frou frou drink. But nine times out of ten, it's going to just be black coffee. Black, black and lovely. All right. And then uh, my hot coffee is one way, and my iced coffee another. Yeah. Ooh. So, oh, so iced coffee. So she likes uh, four uh, pumps of the uh, uh, sugar-free vanilla from Dunkin' Donuts, aka Tony's Turnips, and and so then uh, then <laughs> let's see here. Uh, so I know so I know it's it's the four uh, sugar-free vanilla, and there's a couple of other things thrown in there too, including coffee. Including coffee. Including coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Cold shaken espresso. No. So so this is my father and his coffee genius. I think what he's speaking of is an iced Americano, which is typically what my mom gets. I think. I could be wrong. Um, I think that's that's where he's going with that. Um, oat milk. That's see, mm -hmm. that's just that's too much for me, Kara. I love you, but that's too much of my coffee. It's good though. You should try that, dude. And you you you, you claim to do a fruit fruit drink once in a while. Come on. Once man. in a while, I do a fruit fruit, but it's rarely a cold fruit fruit drink. Rarely a cold fruit fruit drink. Now I will yeah. say my. My wife loves her, oh gosh, what is it, pink drink from Starbucks, I think is what it's called. She loves that, and I was pleasantly surprised by the Starbucks pink drink one day. I did try it. So, John Fru-Fru Wolford, yes, that ice shaken espresso. That is a thing. Okay. Mom says ice shaken espresso is a thing. I, I... My dad got it right. By golly, I, I had no idea that that was a thing. So, forgive me, Father, because forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Um, I did not know that 
that was a thing. So ice shake and espresso. All right. So Ryan does not like cold coffee. He'd do a green. You know what? I love green tea matcha. That's good stuff. So that's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, fantastic. So, so yeah, you know, I think kind of based on some of the inspiration from last week, when we are able to, it'd be so fun to do like an actual, whether we're together or virtual, but still with actual ingredients, doing a, a can you barista thing mm. and so seeing if we can get that accurate. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I think that'd be a blast. So, all right. All righty, gents. Norco is kicking in. So I think I'm going to bed night guys. DDJ. Have a great night. I hope you're able to rest well, especially with being on drugs. I have and, Narcan. Uh, I mean, we we can pep him right back <laughs> up if he wants. <laughs> Poor Dennis. <laughs> oh man, All that. But dude, thank you for joining us again, and uh, just keep on healing well, and don't be kicking too many people, especially me. And um, yeah, take care of yourself, dude. All right. So, so yeah, so let's see. He only knows because I've gotten one three times in the past week. Ooh, I'm frightened words. I heard her order it three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> three times a day, three times a week. Three times a week, three times a day. You know, it's uh, knowing my mom, though. Mom, I love you. Knowing my mom, I could see her walking around the house going, oh, I really want an ice shake and espresso. <laughs> I, I could just see that. So it both could be true. <laughs> Simultaneously. All right. All right. Well, that's funny. Or, or you know what? One possibility is she could be like giving this order to your dad. So she's ordering it three times a day. And then finally she gives up because he doesn't get it for her. So then she calls in herself and orders it. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. But uh, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Let's see, Ryan, Drew over my wife would order 20 times a day if she could. I need stock in Starbucks. You don't want stock in Starbucks. Starbucks stock isn't great right now. Man, yeah, <laughs> we, we've, we've been waiting for that, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, um, he, he's got jokes, folks. That's right. Is that grounds for divorce? I don't know. Oh, that's man. Cool. You're brewing <laughs> up some good ones. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just stir in the pot. Stir in the pot. I love seeing that mean mug. <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> man hey so john uh so to end things for tonight so no yes i have been brewing that one for a while actually thank you brenda um so for those who have not really watched the our, our uh, non-live episodes our recorded recorded episodes usually we'll do uh some sort of really hokey award for each other mm-hmm. uh, alternating and uh john Thinking back through this week, <clears throat> wow, filthy your comments. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm a basket case. That's right. All right. So, so John, you get the the Superman award. I'm trying to coordinate myself. Yes. So, John, this this week there were not just one big thing, but two big things on your shoulders. And I know I got front row seats to the the stress level of that, but you were still able to step up to the plate. Close on a house, um, a, a dream of yours, uh, way of you know you and your family providing for your your kids, long term calling a place your your home, um, and we're still waiting on the uh, results of your uh, the NCLEX exam, but you faced your fears, you went and took the test, and uh, there's a glimmer of hope that uh, that's going to go well, but uh, dude, 
you get the the Superman award for this week. And yeah, there you go. I'm so uncoordinated. Okay, so yeah, you're the man of. This is the Man of Steel award for you this week. You are truly the Man of Steel, and I appreciate you, dude. So, any last words before we bring this thing to a screeching halt? I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> no, uh, no, I appreciate it. It has been an interesting week, and really, this whole process, the whole podcast process, is just been back to back, like stressful events in life. Um, so I'm I'm thankful that I've got uh, my brother there for me, uh, named named Brandon. If you guys didn't catch that one, I, I mean, we have we have Ryan and my dad in the building, so. It's iffy. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, if uh, you know, I'm I'm thankful to have you there for me. And um, I don't know what tights my dad's talking about. <laughs> oh yes, yes, very special mental picture. <laughs> at least, it's, at least it's not. Uh, you know, well, if someone can borrow my my uh, sequin red leotards. <laughs> <laughs> You're never fully dressed. Well, <laughs> <laughs> smile. Yes. All right. All right. So, everyone, family and friends, <laughs> thank you for hanging out with us. Um, we we love what we do because we care about daddyhood. And, uh, man, it's something that we're passionate about. And, again, not because we're experts in the field, but we are in the field. And uh, you, you've helped make this possible, whether it's our, our wives who uh, – you know, kind of hang on to everything and make everything work while we are in front of a, a camera, um, whether it's just an encouraging word or support or, you know, peanut gallery comments from parents uh, through Brenda. Thank you. Uh, or, you know, or just our, our guests, Ryan, DDJ, um, just whoever else has been on. It's, it's been awesome. So, uh yeah, we have a couple more episodes before we hang things up for the for the semester for the, for the <laughs> yeah hmm. okay, but uh, guys, catch us on on uh, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, on YouTube. On for now, it's BK Miller. We're going to switch it over to the Daddyhood Rocks channel, but for now, it's BK Miller. Um, so you guys uh, just uh, share this with with whoever you know on on your your Facebook. Uh, pages and uh, let the world know that Daddyhood rocks and so do you.